Welcome to Accessible Art History, the podcast, the best place for art history lovers or anyone that is curious. My name is Annalisa, and I'm here to share an incredible work with you. Just a quick reminder before we get started. All sources and images will be posted on the Accessible Art History blog. You can find the link in the episode description as well as on our Instagram at accessible.art.history. Now that we have that out of the way, let's get started. Welcome to the final episode of Season 7. The past nine months of this podcast have flown by, and I've covered so many amazing pieces and periods. This week, I'm going to be wrapping up my discussion on realism with a work that has come to define the movement. It's The Gleaners by Jean-Francois Millet. Painted in 1857, this painting shows three women hard at work in a field. It's an honest portrayal of peasant life, yet it drew a lot of criticism. So to learn more about this amazing work, then keep on listening. This painting is quite large, measuring at about 33 inches by 44 inches. The main focus is on a group of three women. They are working hard, gleaning in a field, and they don't notice the viewer. Their heads are turned away from us, making them anonymous. Their identities aren't important. Their work and what that work represents is the focus of Malay's message. The women's poses are strenuous on their bodies, especially considering how many hours a day they worked. They also mimic the haystacks in the background. The warm color palette and haziness in the background also speak to the season of harvest. In addition, the brushstrokes are less precise as the eye travels back into the painting. This would inspire the later Impressionist movement. In order to understand the implications of this work, it's incredibly important to understand what gleaning is. This agricultural tradition dates to the time of the Bible's Old Testament, as a way for society to provide for its poorest members. Gleaning is when the lower class would be allowed to go to the fields after the harvest had been completed or wasn't economically feasible to continue. They were allowed to pick whatever crops were left over and take them home to feed their families. Because this law was based in the Bible, it was also incorporated into later laws throughout Europe, including in France. Fascinatingly, gleaning is still practiced in the modern world, albeit in a slightly different form. There are charities that partner with restaurants and grocery stores to take the food that would have otherwise been thrown out at the end of the day to help feed people. Not only does this reduce food waste, but it also alleviates some of the food scarcity that society faces still today. As I mentioned at the top of the episode, the Gleaners drew a lot of criticism when it debuted at the Salon in 1857. This event was primarily attended by members of the upper, and sometimes upper middle, classes, so to see an image of the poor so prominently displayed was jarring. This painting was created less than 10 years after the most recent revolution, and was within the memory of the previous two revolts. It was a reminder of the deep class divide in France, and that made the viewer uncomfortable. But isn't that one of the goals of art? To make the viewer uncomfortable and cause them to think? Next, I'm going to discuss more about realism and Malay himself. But first, let's take a quick break. mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey there, my name is Annalisa, and I'm the founder of Accessible Art History. As a part of my content offerings, I produce a podcast. 
For the first several seasons, I will be discussing 50 objects that shape the history of Western art. From prehistoric cave paintings to contemporary art, I'll be covering it all. The podcast was designed for everyone, from the casual couch historian to a museum's expert. It all fits within the larger mission of accessible art history, to create a space for art history lovers, students, and anyone who is curious to explore all periods of art history and human creation. New episodes drop every Monday on your favorite podcast platform. Make sure to follow the Instagram page for all updates at accessible.art.history. refresh our memories on realism. For an in-depth study on this period, make sure to check out last week's episode. This movement was born of a desire to show life as it really was. No bells and whistles, no frills or idealization, just an honest depiction of the world. Realism was also a rejection of past periods. Romanticism was too concerned with the exotic and strange, while neoclassical art focused only on the heroic and mythological. Realist artists tended to stick to natural earth tone colors for their works. This was also a part of showing life as it was. There was no need for bold colors. This style was also impacted by the invention of photography. This style was also impacted by the invention of photography, which was the first time a moment could be captured instantaneously. Realism broke the mold, and the artists of this period caused quite a stir. Malay was no exception. As I mentioned earlier in the episode, the Gleaners received a fair amount of criticism when it was first debuted. The first reason for this was because of its size. Paintings this large were normally reserved for two subjects, religious or history paintings. By using it to show ordinary people, and poor ones at that, was almost an insult to society. Secondly, the decision to use three women was seen as an allusion to the motif of the three graces from mythology that has been frequently used throughout art history. But once again, it was almost insulting because they were ordinary people, not divine or mythological figures. Some critics even dubbed the women the three goddesses of poverty. But who was the man behind the work? His name was Jean-Francois Millet, and he was born October 4, 1814. His family were farmers in Normandy, but they were able to provide him with an education. However, as the eldest son, he had to leave school eventually and help his family with the harvest. As you can see from his works, this would have a profound impact on his later art. In 1837, Millet moved to Paris, but his first submission to the Salon was rejected. However, he was a tenacious man and continued to apply with different works. While in the city, he made friends with many other like-minded artists and perfected his craft. Millet continued to work for years and finally received a medal and recognition for his 1853 work, Harvester's Resting, Ruth and Boaz. He was inspired and sought to rival his two favorite artists and heroes, Michelangelo and Poussin. This work, and of course the Gleaners, would cement a successful career for the former farm worker. His personal life, Millet married twice. His first wife, Pauline Virginie Ono, died only a few years after their marriage of consumption. He and his second wife, Catherine Lemaire, were married in 1853 after having been together since 1845 and had nine children together. The family also had to face the horrors of the Franco-Prussian War and were forced to move around the country to avoid the conflict. Millet died on January 20th, 1875, at age 60. He was a major influence on several famous artists, including Monet and Van Gogh. Some of his other famous works include Haystack's Autumn, Shepherdess with Her Flock, and Shepherdess Seated on a Rock. Jean-Francois Millet showcased the humble in order to make society think about them, perhaps for the first time in history. It was a brave move inspired by his own life, and he became a voice for the people. This was showcased especially by his work, The Gleaners. And that's a wrap on season seven. The 
podcast will be taking a two-week break and will return on Monday, April 14th. Season 8 is starting off with Impressionism and Renoir's work, Luncheon of the Boating Party. Make sure you follow Accessible Art History at accessible.art.history on Instagram so you don't miss it and all the other announcements. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Accessible Art History, the podcast. Make sure you follow us on Instagram at accessible.art.history for updates and keep an eye out for our next episode. They drop every Monday on your favorite podcast platform.